Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your monthly now look. I keep changing. It used to be weekly. <laughs> you're, you're sometimes weekly. Now's your monthly <laughs> look at Selena's news, events, cool people. Things are opening up. So we're opening up our studio. That's, I mean, that's part of the reason why we haven't been that consistent. My microphone gets stuck. Is that, you know, we, we, we are interview based and it's hard to get three or four people, you know, we're pushing the social distance boundary right now, you know, so it was hard to get a bunch of people in here all the time. And then I didn't want to do it alone. Just me yelling about Selena's on oh, a budget. <laughs> you know, so. So anyway. So we can yell with you. Dude. And also another reason why I haven't been able to do it is because Saladbytes Media, the company that produces this as a whole, has been doing so successful. And if you're not mm-hmm. aware of that, like this show is part of a network of other shows. And I obviously help produce all those other ones and they've been doing so well i've been focusing a lot on them because fuck it's awesome dude hey, congrats man that's great thanks dude and yeah. if you don't if you haven't heard them um, go follow a31 comadres knock them a podcast if you like anime knock them a podcast man that that industry is really niche that that show is top 50 in apple podcast in japan and the united states oh wow yeah record wow. right here in this studio i have no idea what they talk about <laughs> i'm sitting here on the mic on, with the headphones like what are these i'm like literally googling some words that they're saying just to understand them um and then we also have the electro and bono movie power hour if you like your movies check that out we are just finishing uh, david fincher versus christopher nolan we went through their whole filmography and nice. we're, we're battling nice. This next episode coming up is we're going to decide who do we think is the better director. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's no David one. Fincher. <laughs> <laughs> I literally bought books, dude. I bought like textbooks about Christopher Nolan to, to read about him. Um, but yeah, and also Football Without Hesitation, which is my little soccer show. If you like American soccer or if you want to know about it, go follow Football Without Hesitation. Please, nobody listens to my little soccer show. <laughs> I love it. I don't care. It's my baby. It's my favorite. I'm going to keep doing it. But um, it's it, definitely the smallest show on the network. But if you like Major League Soccer or the San Jose Earthquakes or want to know more about them, go ahead and follow that. Football Without Hesitation, which is an Albert Camus quote, which I'm like, fuck, I, I thought it was, I think I'm too cool when I tr- came up with that. But <laughs> fucking philosoph- philosophical quote as a soccer <laughs> but anyway, as you can hear, I I have guests today. That is not just a, a soundboard making the laughters. I, I have people in, in front of me here. Which you should get Eric to do that, by the way. Yeah. Well, I have, I think. Yes, that's <laughs> Damn, I was going for the clap. I was, that was good. That was me telling the joke. That's usually how it sounds. Um, but anyway, today sitting in front of me on the microphones are Eric and Ness. Right? Mm-hmm. Is, yes. that, is that what we're going by? No alibis? Ernest, <laughs> but I, my alibi is Ness. <laughs> Citizen Y <Yeah>. and Q. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just Eric. The, the owners of the Bearded Bean Coffee Shop here a block away from our studios and favorite place of, of mine. And, and all of us, actually, Nakama always shows up with, with one of your coffees on their way here from, from the farmer's market. But welcome. What's up, dude? Yeah, no, it's, it's good to be a, here, man. It's a cool yeah. office you got here, It's man. been a long... Yeah, thanks. Great. People get surprised. And sometimes I'm like, what'd you think it was, man? <laughs> like, what'd you think? <laughs> you just walk into a closet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from the outside in, yeah. No, some people have, like, yeah, people are like, the most professional one has been a, a, 
a closet lined with blankets. Oh, wow. But well, like we were just kind of talking right before we hit record, the whole treating your company like it's a a Mm -hmm. Fortune 500 company. That's exactly why I'm doing that, you know, why or why this is here. Mm -hmm. We used to record at at XL and that was fun, you know, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And it worked. But dude, we're interviewing the director or the executive director of the Steinbeck Center. And then like people drunkenly come up like, what's going on here? (laughs) And it's like, damn, okay, we got to elevate ourselves. You know, if we are already putting out a professional show, but we got to portray ourselves also as a professional company and to kind of not necessarily fake it till you make it, but that kind of thing, you know, like, yeah. So thanks for that. And that's why this is such a, a treated space and, and I'm glad that you guys like to enjoy it. It's also yeah. to intimidate people. Yeah. <laughs> you fooled me, man. I thought you had windows over here. It's curtains with just a wall behind They're it. strategically placed. Yeah. If you look behind them, there's even more foam. I saw, yeah, I saw oh, that nice. after. After Dude. I looked for the window. I saw like hours and hours of YouTube videos of how sound works and how you do studio. I mean, it's so weird, you know, having having your own small business. But people have heard me talk about my own small business enough. I want to hear. They want to hear about yours, and especially, dude, bearded being. You guys are are already an institution, you know, and you're a pretty young business, really. But you don't have to explain to people, oh, bearded being in old town, you know, like you just say bearded being anywhere you go, and people know what it is. But anyway, for those that don't know, can you explain what bearded the bearded bean is? Yeah, Yeah. go ahead, explain the concept and. Yeah, the Bearded Bean is just a location in downtown Salinas where we offer what we call the holy trinity of uh, craft coffee. I'm sorry, specialty coffee, craft beer, and live music uh, all under one roof. So it's just, it's been a hub for people from the ages of 17 to 70. And uh, it's been Yeah, a, I think the, res- the response has been tremendous locally. And I think that it, I don't know if it took us by surprise, but it definitely has humbled us a lot at the the, uh, the amount of support that we've received in such a short time, relatively short time for, for a company, you know, that to get back to your point, as far as when we started at the farmer's market, it's, 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 it was a matter of us really taking pride in what we did and, and not being afraid of our product. We knew we, we, we had a good product and eventually we would get to a point to where, where we'd open the shop and show people the experience of that product. And I think the reception has been, has been great so far so yeah and so do you guys have a coffee background obviously like you were saying you started at farmers markets and so have you been doing coffee forever or e- eric, coffee has, background? eric yeah. has a coffee background you're born in columbia yeah. so i have a business it was a background. cool october <laughs> day yeah in the mountains of bogota absolutely <laughs> so the, co- the coffee yeah. the coffee background comes from eric the business background comes from me and i think we'll 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 sort of bounce off each other right now to explain how those elements and, you know, with Michael coming in also, you know, the Holy Trinity, as Eric always calls it, the Holy Trinity of coffee, craft beer, and live music. While there's a Trinity behind the scenes that takes place between Eric, myself, and Michael, that has really been, I think, the the point that I, I want to emphasize it as we go along is how that unity and that trinity of, of us coming together has really made this this business thrive. But the coffee background comes with Eric, so I'll let him continue with with that. Yeah, I'll keep this part short because we're working on a project that'll be out in in in, in some time, some due time. So I'll Soon. keep it. Yeah, I'll keep it short. But uh, yeah, I worked for the coffee giant uh, in the early two thousands and uh, absolutely loved it. Moved up quickly within the company and came to an end unexpectedly. And I had always had that void of of coffee, the camaraderie, the 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 experience, and really wanted to always make it my own. This is going back to 2011. So you know, 
between 2011 and 2017, I ended up working several other jobs, mainly in logistics, uh, in medical field, um, purchasing, and finally took the jump to get into coffee and started with farmer's markets on just a Saturday with, uh, you know, my wife and our, my two born kids and ran that for some time and ended up running into Ernest. And that's, he was in his crossroads again, keeping it very, very simple. Cause there's so much more in, in, in there, but well, we have as long yeah, as we I want. Think, yeah, we have we're, thirteen we're, hours we're, on the on the SD card we're, here. We're saving that for for, for later because it's very special. Yeah. I think the intricate details of what went on in in how we now to to go back and a little a little mm-hmm. bit back. First off, Eric and I went to high school together. <laughs> we actually had our first job together, which at the time was HSBC here in Salinas, which is now Capital One. Mm-hmm. And we started there very young. And, and Right out I, of high school. Yeah. There are a lot of details that go into into how we met. He had a great experience. I had a terrible experience. Yeah, yeah. So it was <laughs> how we met and, 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 and all of that. But it's gonna it, it, it's going to be told in in a way that we feel needs to be told. Form. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but, but to, to, to get back to, you know, the, the generality of it, I was, I, I started my first business back in 2007 a, a, out in Las Vegas. So I ended up going to okay. Las Vegas and I had two businesses out there. One of them, I recently sold a clothing brand that I've had since 2013. So when I was out Are here. Are you Ness from Mitchell and Ness? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the brand is pretty similar to that. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I ran into Eric. <laughs> ran into Eric. Um, Just cuts off. Real. I hadn't seen Eric in, in. A long time. Years. But I had received a call from him months prior. All I remember was at the time I was in Las Vegas running on my business and I just get a call from Eric wanting help in regard to, to something about coffee, craft beer, live music. I didn't really understand the concept at the time. Yeah. I was like, well, what's this guy talking about? Yeah. But I'll help you, you know. <laughs> now understanding he, Ernest. Yeah. Really works. I could only imagine his face like, what's this guy want right now? Okay, yeah, get like, to it, get um, to it. So I ran into him at actually Tricycle Pizza, another local business that, yeah. that is still around in Pacific Grove. I, I ran into him. Um, and it's funny that it, the name of that place is Tricycle Pizza and it ended up being yeah, a, a, a yeah. trinity of, of us. Yeah. But we um, ran into him. And then uh, he one thing that stood out with Eric when I ran into him is I wasn't in the process of I was just passing by. I was in the process of moving down to Dallas to open up a storefront for my business. It was an online business. And um, I ran into Eric. And one thing that stood out to me was he was already seeing beyond, right? Me as a, as an entrepreneur, I already had 10 years of experience. Although although I was relatively young, I already yeah. had 10 years experience. And I had experienced a lot with business owners who had been successful and business owners who had failed. And one thing that always stood out to me as far as the ones that were successful were how far in advanced their vision was. Because the hard work will always, will, will that will always get you to where you need to get, but it's only going to get you as far as your vision. So at that point, Eric was working farmers markets, selling ba- bags of beans, you know, and, and me, I'm over here looking to open up a storefront in Dallas. But one thing stood out to me is the vision that he had. When I spoke to him, he said, I want to open up three shops in five years. Now, it sounds right now we're in the process of opening our, our second shop. It sounds fairly, um, what would you, it fairly, it doesn't, it's not unrealistic now to see it. Yeah. But if you step back, at, at that time, it's Eric is working at the farmer's markets and PG, Selena selling bags of beans. And you're talking about opening three shops in five years. Most people would, would think this guy is, okay, good luck. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I already had 
had failed as an entrepreneur and had succeeded in some aspects as an entrepreneur as well. And I knew that 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 was a key. And that's what really attracted me to the business. To get to make a long story short, we ended up partnering about three days after that. Eric had everything that I had everything that Eric needed and Eric had everything that I needed. I didn't need the coffee experience. I needed I had the business experience. Eric needed the business experience and had the coffee. So that's where we that's why things have moved so fast. It's I think that that having that vision is important because you will never get past how far your vision is. Now we're we're seeing okay, we're opening up a second shop or we're we're already thinking of the third roughly where that's going to be and I think manifesting those things in your in your mind and in your actions will will always bring in good results. So when you were doing it at the farmers market it was just you because you were also selling the canela cold brew and the cold and the the black cold brew, right? Right. At so that I, point. So what I was doing is I rented a, a kitchen, a commissary kitchen off of Pajaro Street. Uh, this guy named Deemer Dunn. Yeah, yeah Deemer Dunn. Deemer. Deemer's a, a great individual. And, yeah. and I always thank him for that opportunity because it was very hard for me to find a kitchen that I was able to use uh, to be able to perfect this craft, right? And I needed to do that in order to be able to sell you know, a product at a farmer's market or else I wouldn't be able to get my health inspection license yeah. or anything like that. So You're um, in that city? So, <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, yeah, it made it very difficult. So I took a sample of my cold brews and I met up with Deemer and his, at this time, his restaurant and, you know, told him what I was looking for. And, uh, he didn't really quite understand why I needed the kitchen space. And, but he gave me a shot and, uh, there I was, you know, perfecting the art of the canela cold brew and in his kitchen, I, uh, when I perfected it, it was in his kitchen. I had sampled 19 different coffee, uh, cold brews from other companies. I'm, I'm honestly surprised I didn't die that night. <laughs> Definitely should have been, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I should have passed out or something, but trying out these different cold brews, writing notes on each one, on which one I, what I liked about this one, what I didn't like about that one. And then starting to change my time frames on the cold brew recipe on how long am I going to let it steep 14 hours, 15, 15 and a half, 16, et cetera. How many grams of coffee I'm going to use. Uh, I go back to my notes of that, of, of the kitchen and it's just all scribble everywhere. I have no idea how I, how I worked that way, but I, I figured it out and stuck with it. So, um, yeah, man, I was just doing the farmer's markets and, um, and yeah, so at this time, man, I'm just, uh, I'm working still full-time at a, at a surgery center in a management role there. And then on weekends, uh, you know, selling the coffees and, and, and whole bean coffee, bagging them at, at the, at the commissary kitchen, you know, having my wife and my son bring me breakfast in the morning. And, yeah. you know, to a lot of people that knew me, I'm sure they were wondering like, well, what's this guy doing now? I mean, it's, I started December 9th yeah, of 2017. Who starts a farmer's market in a win- in the winter? Can I can I absolutely reiterate on that? I think that's important. So he did markets for about six months, and mm-hmm. I joined you in June, right? Yeah, June twenty eighteen. Correct. Twenty eighteen. Right. And it's tough. The markets are tough, and 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 I think that that stepping. I think there's a lot of pride that that can be unhealthy for individuals. I you have to be okay with failure, and you have to be okay with starting all over. That's what the bearded bean is a result of that. We have both made a lot of mistakes in our life, mm-hmm. you know, and we've we've done some some good things, too. But we've made a lot of mistakes. And I think that that, that you know, Eric was able to, to leave essentially his career to jump into the farmers markets. And I know there are a lot of individuals who, who questioned that. A lot of individuals who questioned that. When I joined Eric at the markets, you know, here's Ernest, who I'd been gone for 13 years from Salinas. I was in, in Las Vegas. I had already started in two, two businesses that were relatively successful. And here I am now at a farmer's market. 
selling beans uh, with with Eric. And a lot of now, a lot of people don't see the side of the story. A lot of people who have known us for years were probably thinking, well, what are these guys doing? It, it took us swallowing our pride, putting our ego aside and saying, yeah, we're not scared to get our hands dirty. We're not scared to to mop the floor if something is, is, is you know, at the bearded bean. And you still see that element and that aspect. So we were able to, to do that because we, we knew that taking a couple of steps back, would eventually get get us to our to our destination. When I joined him in June, we started manifesting. It, people would ask, "Well, when are, when is the shop opening?" And we didn't know when it was going to open, but we would say uh, January, February of next year, being about six months after we opened. And that's what we we kept telling customers. We did not have a place locked in. We yeah. didn't know where, when, or how, or how we were going to get the money to to open up shop. Yeah. We just that, that is just what we wanted, and that's what we started manifesting, and doors opened up for us. I think we signed the lease that December. Yeah, December you know, of 2018. Six months after, after, after partnering. So I think that's when, when it, it was a little bit of, of a rede- redemption for us, where, where it was like, okay, what we're doing is, is, is working. But um, I, I think that, that that element where Eric speaks of him quitting his, his job and making that jump is very important. Uh, because you're you're not going to to succeed right away. It's going to take going. You're, you're going to have to cross those hurdles in your life. For me, it was it was bringing myself way back down to where I was. You know, making what eighty bucks a week at the yeah. time. And, and you know, and 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 that and living with my parents again at the age of thirty something like that. That that takes a lot of pride that I had to swallow after doing the, the some of the seeing some of the successes and peaks that I had seen, and then bringing myself down. Again, and I think that 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 is an important element to to any part of the story, yeah. any part, any any successful and story from the any successful story that you read from the ground up is always someone making that jump and taking that that dive. So I, yeah. I just I can't I can't express that how important that part of it is enough. Well, and to add also a little bit more context to that, and it sounds silly because it's only two and a half three years ago, but the farmers market late. 2017, early 2018 was a lot different than the current one. Absolutely. I I mean, of course, COVID has completely changed everything. But right before COVID, it was hopping Mm -hmm. street scene. It was a whole block. In 2017, 2018, it wouldn't get that as much. So when I I started December 9th of of 2017 was the first farmer's market I did. Yeah, there was, I think, only about 13 vendors out there at that time. It was very empty. That's why I was able to get in right away. Now there's a wait list to get into a farmer's market, uh-huh. you know, so. Once the hummus dude showed up, that's when you knew it was real. Yeah, there, there were actually, <laughs> actually the hummus, the hummus guy, Omen, uh, yeah. uh, creepy uncle guy, um, <laughs> super nice. He, I remember he helped me out that first day. He told me where to set up. He helped me bring down my tent. He gave me like a little rundown of how the farmer's market works. He, <laughs> helped, the, me, he helped me out a lot. And so. He's like, call me godfather. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that was just uh, one farmer's market a week. That was just on Saturdays uh, when I first, when I first started. So that was December, 2017, right? 2018, we go into, in January, I picked up the second farmer's market on a Sunday. Now I'm working a full-time job. So it's Monday through Friday, farmer's market twice, you know, just on weekends. I wanted to do the third one because I had an opportunity to take on the one in Monterey. My job didn't wouldn't allow me to take the third, the an extra day off of work. I was a management position. So I requested a demotion. I took a demotion, took a pay cut to take off that extra day. Um, And then I'll be, I'll be honest. I didn't 
really quit the job. I involuntarily quit, meaning mm-hmm. they fired me. Um, so, <laughs> so um, which was the biggest blessing ever because yeah, as soon yeah. as that happened, you know, I, I called my wife. She's like, well, you know, you've been wanting to take on extra, extra farmer's markets. This is, if anything, this is God telling you, now like, you better, you have to, <laughs> you have to, because now you have, you have two kids, Dan, so you have to yeah. do this. So I did it running into earnest. Uh, so I'm doing farmer's markets. This is in May of 2018. Mm-hmm. I run to farmer's market. Uh, I run into earnest in about May. a month, a month after that. Right. And because yeah. in, in, in May, I, we, I ran into you in May. What's the end yeah. of May? May or April, one of those two months. So but I, it must have I been May. Go, I got let go in April. So I, only, I was only doing seven. So I picked immediately picked up seven farmers How markets. How things have aligned and, has been pretty insane. Yeah. So I had, I picked up the seven farmers markets, and I was only doing that for myself for about about two months. So yeah, I think I got let go in April, and then running into earnest at the end of May. Tricycle Pizza. I told you earlier, I'm not a big podcast person, and I had even told Ernest this at that when we when we connected um and the only reason i connect ran into him was because my son had to go pee and he was potty training and Ernest <laughs> yeah. just came out of the restroom which is crazy because had, <laughs> yeah. had that minute not happened he would have been gone yeah we would have just been on different it that moment just being, butterfly yeah. effect man yeah. it, it is crazy. is absolutely insane so interesting t- that it happened in pacific growth so talking at the uh at the table there i told Ernest, is like i'm not a big podcast person he had talked to me how the coffee was going and he had told me that he was visiting for a little bit planning to go you know to dallas and and i i told him i was like you know lately i've been listening to podcasts and one of the common denominators that i hear between all these entrepreneurs and ceos is that they messed up by trying to do everything on their own yes and so Ernest goes, he's like, well, you know, don't make that mistake. Simple enough, right? Just don't make that mistake. Ernest had other plans. Peace. Yeah, he yeah. walks uh, away like, damn, that guy's <laughs> fucking cool, man. Drop, drops the mic, yeah. opens up his multi-million dollar business in Dallas and leaves me in the past. Yeah. But, no, and, the- and so he had plans to introduce me to s- someone else. And bottom line, he didn't. And we ended up con- yeah. connecting three days later. And It was one of those moments where I, I was going to introduce him to someone else. And then it just hit me. And it was like, no, like everything Eric can mentioned he needed are my skill sets mm-hmm. and everything that I was looking for, which was a fresh start back in my, essentially my hometown or wherever else, somewhere outside of Vegas, I felt it was becoming a toxic environment for me. And it just presented itself. And, and it, it was, it wasn't, it was a very intuitive thing that how we, we came together. There was a lot of trust involved immediately. I think from, from both of us. You know? It takes courage to let go too. I had yeah. never, never had intentions to partner up with anyone. And it wasn't because I was going to be greedy. It's just, that wasn't a plan that I had. And, and, and that's why I get to get back to the point of how important this unity is. And the bearded bean is where it's at because of, of, of us three coming together, including Michael, because he's just a, a bigger piece. He's of the listening to this fuming as, as right this now. Whole thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my two. No, this guy's in San Diego, yeah. 75 degree weather. He's at the beach. living a better life than all of us. Yeah. 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 There's a yeah. podcast in Salinas. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. When do I get my check? Yeah. 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 Right. They pay you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, no, I, I just think that 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 coming together and, and that unity is 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 important. You know, I, I forgot the, the point that I was going to make with with that. But um, I was talking, oh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was so talking so the courage and letting go and the courage and letting go and, and coming together. And, and I think that 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 it, it's also not an easy thing because a lot of a lot a lot of the times we have selfish goals. We want something because we want something for us. And that's it. We, we never think of how we can help others and how those others can help us if we just unite and do something together. And that is the biggest thing personally that I, I, I want to encourage people to do is it's, it's, it wasn't easy for Eric to let a partner in. And it wasn't easy for me having run other businesses on my own to partner with someone else. But I had known 
and that those businesses never hit their full potential because I didn't partner with someone else. I didn't let go. I didn't have the courage to let go and, and, and let other people in to, to those businesses when I could have. Yeah. And Eric did. And th- this is sort of the result of, of that. And, and, and it's and, perspective, too, because earlier, if you recall, Ernest had said, you know, he's making $80 a week. That's not a joke. That was a couple of weeks where he's making joke, $80 yeah. a week and perspective, right? So here's Ernest thinking, shit, I'm only getting $80 this week, this week, right? Not this yeah. day, this yeah. week, yeah. right? And perspective for me is like, fuck, how am I going to pay Ernest $80 this week? Yeah. I have to I have to order this coffee. I have to buy the the labels. I'm buying minimals, so that means my price Pers- on every label is perspective. It's, it's, it's insane. That's all it is. And then those farmers markets taught us a lot. And when we were sitting there and it'd be raining on us, I have a video of of, of us at PG uh, Goat, Goat Hill Fair. Oh, Goat Hill Fair, yeah. And it's pouring rain, and we're sitting there, and there's no, and it's just. I still remember that day. holding down the tents. And, yeah, holding down the tents. Oh, you were so mad. Oh yeah. You just you ended up eating two donuts. You were so yeah. Upset. I was, just, but but it's it's those moments. I think that I mean that. that that's just a small image of of life, I guess, in general. And, and the, the more hardships that you go through, the more you overcome them, you start gaining that understanding that it's just seasons. Things always pass. And you, you'll always get to that other side if, if you strive. And if you work together as well, don't be afraid to, 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 to work with others, you know. But um, we've gone through a lot of challenges. If you want to grow, you can't be afraid to work with yeah. others. In our personal life, many, many challenges that people don't see in our health. Both of us, you know, Eric is a cancer survivor. I had uh, open heart surgery in August. I'm very lucky to be alive. I should, I was on my deathbed, deathbed yeah. pretty much. So, and those things, I think those things help us. Those things help us become better individuals. Michael's just been buff his whole life. Yeah, I think Michael had a cold one. He's just chilling in San Diego, (laughs) looking hot. I'm assuming he's hot. I I, I had cancer. Uh, Ernest had open heart. Michael, I think, sneezed. Yeah, uh, like stubbed his toe. Like, like, <laughs> and that's that's like a that's like a myth. Like a, <laughs> no, but it's it's you know don't don't let's not take any of that for He's granted. Like, I just do no, yoga like, and eat you, garlic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and just stay healthy. It's like chew. That's all. He <laughs> but yeah, overcoming those obstacles, man, that's super important. I I think you know it, it it's necessary. That friction in your life is necessary, and once you start seeing it as that. And understanding that you're just, it's, you're passing through. It's, it's, it's a season. It's going to pass. I'm going to share a pretty personal story of the three of us that, that, that happened the first day that we worked together. The first day that the beard bean was open, it, it just, it helped us. It's helped us ever since we, we all have different backgrounds from working. You know, Ernest didn't work retail though. So I've never worked. So, so even the the closest he got to retail was working the farmer's markets at, you know, with, with me. Right. So we're opened up the first day, this May 31st of 2019 and we're busy. And Michael and me are both getting a little frustrated with each other. Michael's getting frustrated with Ernest. <laughs> we ended up taking a step outside to the alleyway, put on our boxing gloves, and just no, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you have three, you have you have three fire signs, right? You have three fire signs working together, and everyone at this point is just a little frustrated because there's expectations of each other, right? Ernest said something. He goes, he's like, I don't work for anyone, and then that heated up Michael real quick. Right? <laughs> So then, so then I come and I was like, wait a minute, timeout. I was like, you know what? I was like, Ernest, you work for me and you work for Michael. Michael, you work for Ernest and you work for me. I work for Michael and I work for Ernest. If we're not working for each other, then not, none of this is going to work. Like we're yeah. all working for each other. It's an ego check. 
And we yeah. always have to have, like always, even till today, we have to watch our egos just a little bit to be able to, to move forward together. And for and, this to work. Yeah. yeah. Always. And it, regardless of that small moment, we, we've had a very, very healthy Extremely business healthy relationship, relationship, friendship. It's, it's been fun. It's the friendship as, aspect has been, has been funner to me than, than the actual coffee yeah, shop. Yeah. You know, the coffee shop essentially becomes just, we're tied up with a lot of the business aspects of it, you know, yeah. so we're trying to enjoy it, but at the same time, we're trying to run a business. So trying to keep that balance, but the friendship aspect has been very fun. We have a very healthy thing going here. Yeah. And you said you opened May 31st, 2019? Yep. 2019. That's when I was, I'm, I'm, I was kind of looking at my, th- I have pictures of here. Oh, wow. <laughs> you were there. Huh? Like, look at that alley, dude. It's, it's getting bloody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got those pictures. <laughs> no, that's that's me. Yeah, I got pictures from Friday, May 31st, 2019. One, well, actually, that's what I'm kind of curious about. So you guys get together, you're doing the farmer's markets, and the idea is to go brick and mortar. Was it always to do it in Salinas? Not necessarily. I think that I think I, I think that it's something that yeah. I, I definitely I pushed for and Derek's wife pushed for for it to be in Salinas. I think Eric was open to other other things, but not necessarily for any reason other than we didn't know where. Um, we wanted to be in downtown and we didn't have any available spots. So I think when that spot came available, we had gone in there when we worked the markets at the, when it was a Rolics and, and we never really gave it any thought. I think we were working the market once in Salinas. Eric had said that his wife mentioned to him, well, why not just open it there? I closed my ears to it. Yeah. And then we, and then I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. And And I still closed my ears to it. Yeah. It's a great idea. (laughs) But then I think you got on on a call. I made Eric get on a call. I think that within minutes I said, get on the call now. And he got on the call and, and we, uh, yeah, I just made the phone yeah, call, man. And we just we put ourselves in position to then make it happen. And now I eat my words. I, I thank my wife for that. I thank Ernest for that. Um, because it, you know, best it, decision it, we it, ever it, made. It, it's hard. Like, yeah. it, like even it, it's hard to let go. So, like I said, it's not, yeah. I'm not perfect at it. You know, sometimes I close my ears to things that I should really just close my mouth on and, and open up a little bit and trust that others around me are more talented and see things that I don't. Like the first week I was, I joined Eric. I was like, yeah, we're changing the logo. And I then he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's oh, changing. I was like, Hey man, I paid someone, I paid someone on Fiverr to do that logo. For me. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Dude in Bangladesh is going to be yeah. very upset. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that like even to this day, I think my wife and Ernest for that. And, uh, and then what we did to put ourselves in position to make that, contract work and we had to jump through some hoops they're always to, 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 to make it work but we we made it work yeah well that's what i love about it because obviously as you can tell i love selena's so my show's called selena's underground mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and we ended up here in old town again we used to record at excel for a while when i wanted studios i was like selena's for sure fun fact really quick we almost opened up and as a excel yeah <laughs> that before we negotiated this one that was our option and we uh we didn't go forward with it, not not for any other reason other than this other place opened up, and and we, we felt important. Yeah. We went to San Jose to meet the the upper ups in a high rise building, and yeah, we, it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. were excited. You he, Eric was bummed that that yeah. did that. It's that a great location. It's yeah. a building from you know the late nineteenth oh, yeah. century. Yeah. It's, and it's and a great location. And, uh, Frank Sinatra had yeah. a sandwich downstairs. In there, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It used to be a butcher shop. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you, no, 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 you, go you ahead. No, so, so anyway, so I'm a big fan of the old town. I, 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 I got so lucky that we did end up here mm-hmm. again, literally on the corner of Salinas and Alisa, which I think is a very iconic corner. So I am a, a I have a vision for what I would like old town to be, which again is very selfish. And to me, bearded bean is exactly 
part of that vision, what I would like to see. Basically, I guess what I'm trying to get at, I I um I like Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley. Okay. Uh, especially the end closest to the by the gate. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but it's this really cool mix. It's a dense, you know, street and it's very lively and it's mostly local shops. You know, you're not gonna find a fucking McDonald's or something there. I mean, there are few and far between, but there are these, you know, like local coffee shops and record Mm -hmm. stores and really eclectic shops that are local stuff. You know, it's not the Starbucks urban market, you know, where like a corporation (laughs) trying to fit into it. (laughs) Starbucks reserve. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, and I, I, to to get back to that, it, and and it has truly been a blessing that, that we, we opened up in Salinas and and now it's, I can't imagine it being anywhere else. You know, we want to grow within, within the Monterey Bay, but Salinas being that we're from here, we grew up here. It's, it's very special to us and cultivating a new environment within Salinas, I think has been, is it's experience of the bearded bean. And, and that's where my, where personally my, my, love for the coffee business comes in is the experience of a coffee shop. You know, before when I used to, I used to work at a coffee shops, I used to, you know, go and do whatever work I was doing with my online businesses from a coffee shop. So I've always loved that environment. The environment is very vibrant. It's fun. I think that's a vision that, that you've had from, from the start with the Mm -hmm. live music Mm -hmm. and all of that being Eric has a music background and you were both Art, artistic, all of us, even even Michael's yeah. artistic. So so in those arts, to get back to your point with with the downtown Salinas, Eric and I t- uh, took over the antique shop right next to you know as as, as owners of the antique shop uh, back in March, right before the pandemic started. Yeah. So I think preserving that place for what it is, but also adding other asp- elements to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a screen printer in there. We're adding we're adding more and more artists. So it's going to take some time to get downtown salinas i think to its full potential but it's there and i think it does start with small business owners owners who have lived here who have grown up here and as opposed to a corporation just just coming in there and and that that has no sense of what salinas is about or the roots of salinas and i think uh anything that is done from the heart it it just shows it shows in in your business it shows in your life and i think that's what we need more of in in salinas you know sub bliss boutique for example they do a great job too mm-hmm. You know, every, they've been around for a while. Yeah, fifteen yeah, years. Uh, right? tw- tw- 20, Twenty. I think they're going on twenty-one years. Oh, yeah, Mia, Mia's been doing it for a very, very long time. Yeah. So you know, huge. So, that's a that's a huge accomplishment for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just think people that are from here to, to be doing business here is is a key. Com- that's how communities grow. You support your local businesses, and and you also you know you all survive. Make sure that everything circulates within your your own community here's i'm i'm curious and i'm not even asking you guys to answer this because it's like probably impossible to answer but i i think like like you were saying it it does cost a little bit more to support local businesses Mm -hmm. and salinas we really don't have that many high-paying jobs Mm -hmm. so i'm like i wonder how it can balance the city can balance you know bringing people in that can afford the local stuff without damaging what made that neighborhood cool to begin with? I, I, I was yeah. just reading an article, dude, and this is ugh, an article in uh, uh, the Austin Week Weekly or Austin Monthly. Okay, there, there's a East Austin neighborhood called Cesar Chavez. That's pretty dope. It's a neighborhood mm-hmm. called Cesar Chavez. I'm like, <laughs> I bet it's a Mexican neighborhood. <laughs> but basically, they just put a, a luxury loft building, a condo building, and I guess for 
decades, the local car clubs would hang out in this intersection. And I mean, we're from California. We all know that. We've all seen these impromptu car shows, you know, just go to any shopping center parking lot on a Saturday or Sunday that's sunny. People are going to be there showing off their cars. So apparently that's what these people did. But it all of a sudden bothered the people that moved into this luxury building. And so now they're calling the cops. Mm-hmm. And so the cops are like, they're in a bind because they're like, well, we have technically have to enforce these laws. You know, when they do donuts or play the loud music, like, or drink beer in public, like they're forcing our hand, you know, and then yeah. calling us. And so then the, the people that with the cars, the Mexicans are like, what the fuck? We've just been doing this forever. So it's a good, that whole gentrification thing comes in. Because yeah. I think, about, again, here in Old Town, especially, rob a bank across the street from here is going to be 49 market rate apartments mm-hmm. the dick Bruin across the alley is going to be 21 mar- or 19 market rate apartments mm-hmm. the californians more greyhound as well and so i'm like i think those are pretty cool because you're not really pushing anybody out you know those are empty buildings yeah. mm-hmm. i think just embracing change embracing the change and understand that growth happens and the the, the only constant in life is is change So understanding that for us also as a community to adjust to those changes and embrace those changes, I I, I think I think that that's that's important. You know, as such as the the bearded bean, our our community embraced us. They embraced that environment. They embraced us. And I think embracing. Okay, well, Salinas is changing a little bit. Maybe our traditions can change a bit, but still, still keep true to the yeah. traditions, but, you have but to lose but, your roots. You yeah. Know? You don't have to lose your roots. We, 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 we're all rooted here. We're all born here where Salinas made us, you know? And I think, and another thing to, to, to get back to that is, is taking pride in that. We can be proud to be from Salinas. We, you know, and I think that a, a, a lot of times, at least in, in our generation being, being, you know, we, we graduated 2005 around that, that area, a, a lot of people would take pride in moving away. And I was one of those people. I was like, I'm, I'm leaving Salinas. As soon as I had the chance, I left. And I went and I started businesses elsewhere. And, and when I could have done that here. And I think keeping, I guess one of the solutions can be just keeping talents here, letting talent thrive here. But that only happens if we work together. If, if we have a competitive mindset, that means we're competing against our neighbors. We're competing against our own people, against the own individual people just like us. When instead of growing, instead of embracing, hey, I support you, you support me, we support each other. But I think that that's a common thing that I see. A lot of talent leaves. A lot of talent that is grass, that is rooted in Salinas, is thriving elsewhere. And they take no, 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 sometimes no pride in saying, hey, I am from Salinas. That's what made They me. kind of say it a little shamefully. Yeah, yeah. and it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that. It should be yeah. like, I am from Salinas. I'm embracing it. And and and, 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 and this it's the environment that made me, the city that made me. And I, I think that, I don't know if that answers your question. I, I don't think it does, but at least uh, it's, it's. I don't just, even know if I, I think it's just a great discussion. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, well, and then, dude, and this is a Nobel laureate was born here. Like, I still don't think people know how rare that is, mm-hmm. you know, like that is. John Steinbeck got the Nobel Prize. Yep. Being a socialist too, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I didn't, I didn't know that. 
And, yeah. and it's that's like, no, that's why you got it. And yeah. no, no, well, it was for his writing. It was oh, okay. his writing, but he was a, a, again. They would, they would call him a communist, but it's like a socialist, you idiot. Yeah. It's different. Um, but anyway, I think like that goes to show, you know, again, the, the the uniqueness and the specialness of this area, and why we should be proud of it. Yeah, and like, I think Steinbeck was people, proud of, but proud of it. He couldn't even come back to to the place that he loved. But people didn't even adapt adapt though. Like yeah. he had a hard time. Like, exactly, he, did. he had a hard time. He did. It was just recently that that we've it, recently, as in the last. 20, 30 years that we've really embraced that Steinbeck yeah. was from here. I think it's so hypocritical. You know, so yeah, I, cool. I, I feel like, hey, man, if, if you're doing something, if you're here, support each other. Yeah. Don't compete against each other no. because there's a lot of that, unfortunately. Had, there, there is a lot of that mindset of, yeah, yeah, well, I can do it better. Or I can I can do this, right? It's like, no, it's like, join up. Yeah. If, if there's a coffee shop that opens across away from us, we're going to welcome it. Good luck. In fact, Thank I'll, you. I'll probably go try it out. Yeah, you know, I, and we're, 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 we're and I think that's the, the you, you we have to become that change. Yeah, we have to become that change. And then, like Ernest said earlier, like uh, you know the the as far as uh, accepting the change and stuff. And we had a barista yesterday. Or, uh, she's going to get the job. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening, you know, yeah. you know who you are because we answered this question. She asked what she what's what's one of the. Uh, what's one of the things that she can do to be a successful barista at the Beardy Bean? And it was adaptability. And that's just, you know, with, with anyone here and their mentality, just be able to adapt with things and not being afraid, you know, with the, the gentrification, that's a very touchy topic. Right. But it's, yeah. it, it, and you don't want, like I said, you don't have to new, lose your roots, but some change is okay. So you can have your car shows. Maybe you're not drinking Corona's out of glass bottles. Maybe you can drink out of plastic and actually recycle or, or you, I don't know, you just don't, do your donuts in the middle of the road. Like take, the nicer the things are, like it doesn't mean that it's trying to, I don't, I don't see it has to, you know, make people move out, just loving the change and maybe taking better care, self-care uh, of the, the environment in the area that you're in. So if it's nice buildings that are going up, don't see it as a way to get, push the people that can't afford it out. Then you'll see it as a way of like giving the people who have, not had a chance to live in a nice area. Now they have a chance to live in a nice area. And again, yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough. That's actually it's one a, of the comments from the people like they, those people just call the cops on us, but they never came out and told us what was bothering them dude, or how we could thank change. You. You thank know? you. Or, or someone like, what are we going to do about, you know, the garbage downtown? Like it, it's, it starts with accountability, mm-hmm. right? It, it change starts with you. If, if you don't change within yourself, it, within your own household, within your own circle, how do you expect to change something, something else? I'm not worried about, I'm, I mean, I'll be open with this. I'm not worried about budgets and where, where that money is going because I'm worried about mine first. Once I get to a point where I, where I know like, okay, my household's taken care of. I'm financially secure. My family is good. Then I can go and, okay, let me suggest this. This is how I did it. But I think accountability, take accountability for your actions and be a strong individual within yourself first before you try to change anything else. Because there's a lot of work that we all need to do. All of us have a lot of internal work to do, a, a lot of things to work out. And, and I think that that's, that's important to approach in any situation in life. Am I, oh, that person's doing this, that person's doing this. Okay, have you looked in the mirror? Yeah, because of the because yeah. my, my favorite song, one of my favorite songs, like top five is going to Man in the Mirror. Like, yeah. it's just, you just read the lyrics of, of, of Michael Jackson's words and those words 
are very powerful about uh, about change. It's it's insane. Yeah. I was literally yeah. thinking about that earlier today, yeah. and again, it's you have to. Yeah, he literally talks about start. Yeah, yeah. dude. Or if you're not familiar with yeah. that song, yeah, that's what he's talking. He's the man in the mirror because he's he's starting to change with the man in the mirror. Yeah. Like you got to change yourself if you're going to change the world. And if you see the video, you really yeah. understand. Yeah. It's a global idea. It's a hard video I, to watch. It, yeah. it is. It really is. It's hard to look in the mirror. It's hard to admit to yourself. Oh shit, maybe I was wrong. It's important though yeah. for all of us to to do that and to take that step back and say, you know what, I. I'm not perfect and it's okay. But until you make that change, well, we're so judgmental. We're quick to point the finger, but we, we, we just, you know, I mean, they have six foot mirrors at, at Marshall's for like seven bucks. Yeah. So I think it, it, anyone could benefit from one of those. At least just, just get a face when you might scare yourself if you do your <laughs> yeah. whole body. Like, ah. <laughs> That's me. Ooh, I apologize. <laughs> do people. some self-reflection and, and I think we'll all be all right. Well, um, let's just say uh, you guys, had a magic wand or whatever and and you could or your vision for old town came to fruition exactly how you thought about what what would old town look like i think honestly the way they've done and everyone's entitled to their opinion i think it's coming out great well not not the like the aesthetic like looks but like i'm talking about like is it full of restaurants and people walking up uh, and down and people dining i think think every major city you go to that has a healthy downtown there's events there's there it's a place to go it's a place to go on the weekends not just one place you're saying that's what we're lacking right yeah yeah that's that's what we're we're lacking lacking i think that ideally Mm -hmm. that's what we that that's not a destination yet culinary culinary creativeness yes we go to you go to Portland and you can talk about the food. You go to, you know, different places and there's always something great to talk about. We're very limited in, I think, culinary creativeness and people taking those jumps. We'd love to see people. If any, we've ran into so many people uh, at the Beard of Bean that say, oh, I do this, I do this. And whether they're baking or whether they're cooking or whatever it is, and the their, the fear of taking that jump, but they can actually contribute to a much better downtown if they were to look at one of these vacancies and just take that jump to make something happen. Well, yeah, yeah. This I, is- I, I, making that jump is important and doing it here, you know, and again, that concept of, of us trying to escape constantly, constantly trying to escape. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very, some uh, grapes of wrath. is very symbolic to me because I feel that, that we're, we're only now coming out of that darkness. I feel Salinas is we're coming out of that darkness where it's like people are more and more embracing our like staying here, cultivating what, what is already here instead of trying to escape it, you know? And, and I think that, that ultimately the, the more we, I, I think a lot of people are scared to take that jump because they have these ideas of what they're going to do outside of, of Salinas, Contri- not necessarily a long-term thing. It, it takes commitment. Dude. And I, that, Culinary thing, I I believe, is it's a great point because it is so true. People make so much stuff, and and I kind of mentioned the the Deemer's kitchen. You mm-hmm. know, Deemer renting his kitchen out was such a special thing. And there's a kitchen in Pajaro, and I I forget what they're called. Oh yeah, but I know what you're talking about. The, yeah. yeah, and they. It amazes me how many small business you're like, oh, you're you're a local place, like, and then you look at the thing and it says Pajaro, pa, yep. you know, mm-hmm. pa, they Pajaro that Valley address or they're, whatever. They rent from there, yeah. And and yeah, and this is, and I complain a lot about the city, and I give them a lot of shit, but I'm like, <laughs> it, it is mind boggling <laughs> to me all these economic efforts that they make, and I'm like, dude, you get one of these buildings that are already there with a kitchen. Re- the city goes in there, remodels it, hire somebody that can run a kitchen, that's hire a, somebody that knows the business side of it and says, yo, great idea. check yeah, this out, 50 bucks an hour or whatever, something very reasonable, again, subsidized essentially by the city. Yep. 
Oh my God. You, yeah, you'd that fill helps it out up. so much because it was not easy getting the permits. Uh, anyone that's in business in Salinas will, will say that it's just, it's not the easiest city to do business in. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I say that with hopes of one day being able to have that time and that freedom to to make a change in that. Right now, I, I don't have enough space on my plate for that, but that's something that is definitely lacking and I think does push those creative individuals away from wanting to make that leap yeah, into something know, different. In, yeah. in all, all, I've lived in Las Vegas. I've lived in Dallas. I've done business in, in both. Complete day and night as far as, as, far as the legal aspects <laughs> yeah. of it. Where it seems if you're in Las Vegas and if you're in Dallas, you go into the it's like almost that like they're encouraging you to start yeah. a business. They they want you to start a business. Mm -hmm. They help you through through the entire process. They make it seamless. They make it easy. Uh, what, so what what do you need <laughs> from us? The what, owner of the company yeah. and my regular to five. I, I, I won't the same. Shit. I won't. I won't. I won't say anything about about the experience here. No. I'll say the experience elsewhere, and it's night and day. So yeah, it, it's it's just and and when I came here, it surprised me. I feel like yeah. it's almost as if you're going to someone's restaurant. And 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 hey, and you're you're gonna eat there, and they're almost like annoyed that you're there. It's like I'm at your, I'm paying you, yeah. I'm giving you business, and you're annoyed that I'm here. And and I feel that 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 I don't know where that stems from, but I hope that 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 yeah, the, I hope that other people have different experiences. Well, again, the owner of our company is from Los Angeles. He had the exact same thing. He, I mean, he was laughing, but he was like, "It's almost like they don't want money." He's like, yeah. in Los Angeles, I go there, they say, "Here's the permits you need. Here's how much it costs," and I, I go, and that's Los. He's like, and that's Los Angeles. He's like, it's not even the easiest city that I've worked in. Or He's like, but you want, guys are, or perhaps they want their money in fees and penalties. Yeah, I you know I don't know, and again, I don't want to turn this into like oh the city sucks or whatever because no, no, everybody no. like the people are great. That's what the people are are awesome. You know, most of the time when you go in to work with them, they are great people. Oscar at the city of Salinas has oh, been great. phenomenal. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Like, yeah, that guy has helped us out so much in the right way. He just even if we don't understand the language of some of the paperwork, he'll take the time to highlight. He'll call and he'll explain. Oscar's been great. He's always been Salinas great. I think we deal department. with him most. Yes. Of the time, yeah, and so, I hope yeah. that also. And I've heard I, I, it, I, what I speak more of is experience that we've heard from, yeah. from other other individuals i think that maybe it's a lack of understanding i don't know i don't i'm just speculating exactly. maybe, maybe, exactly. maybe they just it's don't not malicious the yeah the city it, there's no way the city doesn't want new businesses it, it, no. i don't i i love conspiracies <laughs> like i love being conspiracies <laughs> yeah. but come on that is not the city yeah. wants to it, so it is you know a, what some I, kind of it may just be a communication thing Maybe I'm that's, telling you, that's we can get the city is. manager yeah. in here. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna yeah. ask him. Yeah, maybe it's hey, just Kerrigan. communication. <laughs> yeah, or maybe taking a look at the process. And and uh, I don't think a lot of the people are on the same page. So I think there's a lot of uh, old yeah communication. Uh, that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. I think there's a lot of old policies that maybe are like still kind of in the gray still, and they're trying to phase into the new policies. But then they don't they don't cancel the old one out. So then you're told one thing, and then the new way is the way it's supposed to happen. And if you don't do it one way, you're gonna get penalized. And I, it just needs to be cleared like, I, I went to a city council office. meeting one time and i got lucky that somebody doing a presentation was an attorney that was hired by the city attorney to kind of clean up the city charter okay because he felt it was also old and inefficient and this this woman an amazing professor from berkeley she was like you know you have some provisions from like the 1800s that are like still like not like oh you know like that's no horses on main street not like that like <laughs> yeah. actual shit that really still affects like 
that nobody has seen and she's like this is almost embarrassing and that's all it is it's communication and i think it's just it's phasing out some of those old policies that's all it is it's i don't think it's anything where there's like you said it's not a conspiracy i don't think there's a hierarchy that's that's there saying you know that has it out against small businesses i don't think it's the tailors are like ha 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 they believed us yeah Yeah. no actually i think bruce taylor's done done some some great things great things it's easy to be critical of a wealthier person but let's be real yeah but i think i I think i've seen some of the behind the scenes of of the things he's done and i think his intention is great for yeah, the city man, but man. that's that's pers- that's personally how i feel i'm I think, a second that personally yeah i i think we we both feel feel the, that he has done that he's trying to do something i mean i see things moving every time he he's part of something mm-hmm. and, and and it's growth yeah i think it's embracing that growth i mean he bought the, again, Dick Bruin and Greyhound yeah. building, and immediately, immediately they started. It's just growing, yeah. in process, and, and that you, helps people, everyone. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think some people see that sometimes. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. as critical as I can be, as any wealthy people, I'm seeing that result. Like yeah. I've been here. I'm like, if that shit falls over, it's going to literally fall on us. Yeah. You know, yeah. and within yeah. weeks of him taking possession of that, it's changing. So yeah. that's tangible results. You and know, that you know you can, what's crazy? I mean. To be real, I mean, the, the amount of money that's getting poured into those buildings, he the 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 debt is going to outweigh his you know his his remaining of his life. So he's it just goes to show it's 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 doing it for the right reasons. For, yeah, for it's the not future. for it's short not, financial it's not, it's not gain. Self, it's not selfish yeah. for him at all. No. I don't know how this turned into the Taylor family. Album, but <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Taylor Farms. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's broccolini. So well. Now at your supermarket. Broccolini is legit, though. Oh, broccolini is. You know, that's just, like copywritten. Whoever, I don't know if it's I have Foxy a recent obsession with broccolini. broccolini it's yeah. so good. Was that your first time trying it the other day? No, well, not my first time, but it's it's. Yeah, it's my first time actually making it. Yeah. If it's actually broccolini, oh, it's it a brand so of, of one of these companies. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's technically like sprouted broccoli, like it's a variety of sprouted yeah. broccoli, but they they trademark broccolini. Yeah, oh, why not? So if you're yeah. eating broccolini, that's 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 that Nike of yeah. fucking sprouted broccoli. <laughs> you, know, you, said, you said earlier today, uh, earlier that um, you know there's not a lot of good paying jobs in Salinas, but you know there's a lot of money in Salinas. Oh, Salinas there is, is very yeah, very time. very wealthy. We, we have to get people to spend it here as a key. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a there's a there's so much money in Salinas. It's it's unbelievable. And it, and now it's getting into younger hands. Now you see that the 22, 23, 24 year olds that are that are out there making it, whether it's an ag or uh, real estate or I mean, have you seen that media? shoe store on in the mall? There's like a yes, shoe I, store. I, I, They're yeah, like, and it's actually, not like I, a. I just saw it. But uh, funny, funny enough, I, 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 I was, uh, I don't know, but it just looks some dudes that sell them online. They sell these shoes for like $500 yeah. a pair. It's so I, stupid. I, well, I not stupid, but like a lot. JC, <laughs> JC Lopez from Urban Necessities was a guy that I met in. He's one of the the biggest names in, in, in kicks. Urban shoes? necessities out of Las Vegas. I, I, I met him when he first opened his his shop. Before he opened his shop, yeah. um, he's a the, the, he was the first store to ever carry my clothing brand. So I met him in regard to that. He's he's I mean a multimillionaire twenty times over. I think now by, by this point. Yeah, and and I saw him when he had just opened his store and he was flat broke pretty much. You know at that time. So it's neat. So yes, I I know what 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 they're doing. He's the one that and invented the whole uh, that machine that pulls out the. Uh, Pulls out the um, like the claw. I, I don't like know. It's sort of like the claw, but it's it. it Is it I don't when know. it goes into like the little thing, and you can get a shoe. Yeah, in yeah. So he gets the shoes. He's the one that okay. came up with that concept. He oh, was the original. He was the originator. Yeah, but, but any, anyways, yeah, these guys. I, I know there's a lot of money in the kit game. It's it's a multi billion dollar industry right now. Well, and it's, it's cool insane. to see again a local. I'm assuming these people are in their twenties. That's great. And 
and yeah, it's cool to see that. I, I'm I'm glad to hear that because I also see it, and I hope it it, it keeps happening and faster. Because I I mean I love it. Yeah. I love that I come here, you know, to do my six hours of editing, and I walk over to the coffee shop. If you guys have a line while I'm waiting for my coffee, I go across the street to the bookstore to see what's what new, what showed up. Go up, pick up my coffee walk you know walk back to the studio and i'm just fucking love this neighborhood you yeah, know awesome. and, and if you're if if it's money i think there are so many opportunities to make money uh either online or in salinas i think the key is doing something that coincides with your life style yeah, if the, it's natural to yeah, you yeah. the money just follows you have man. to have a passion yeah. and actually we said that at the farmer's market too i even told Ernest a lot yeah. you know while like the coffee business is not a get rich quick business by any means. You know, you got to sell a lot of cups of coffee to make a dollar, right? But it's a passion first and the dollar will follow. And that's that's exactly what's happening. Whether it's a passion for business, a passion for a newfound passion for coffee. Because I, I would say that you, you do enjoy it now. Like, oh, yeah. As far yeah. as the coffee part goes. Oh, around. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so learning the craft of business. Yeah. I'm just when I first joined, I didn't know the first thing about coffee. I have a spreadsheet uh, but, about your beans. Yeah. <laughs> I get a different kind every time and I have a spreadsheet with and, my and notes. That's awesome. I want to see your notes one day. <laughs> And I want to compare. Yeah, the, the, there. And I'm not af- afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to say, oh, when I joined coffee business, I didn't know about coffee. Well, I, I knew a lot about business, which is which is the whole other side of things. So there's a balance. He right? learned, he learned you, the coffee by listening to me say the same thing every yeah, single time. So, so, our Chiapas, our Ethiopian Yirgish chef. Our, like, there's no know. shame in that. There's there's <laughs> absolutely no shame in that. There, there's uh, often a lot of the pretentiousness that goes into into the coffee business. And I'm not afraid to say that. It, it's it's unfortunate because we have customers that walk in there that may not know about coffee and we have to educate them. And that's fine. And we're okay with that we because enjoyed, I was I was that individual that. And I and I own a coffee shop and there, there's so so I just think not being again, that goes back to the ego thing, not being afraid to learn, not being afraid to take a step back where you need to take a step back and understand that you don't understand everything and that you and, and it's OK. And to be, okay. It's OK to be vulnerable. You know, Eric didn't understand certain aspects of business before me. And I didn't I, realize you had to pay your bills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I, that's why I write all the checks. <laughs> yeah, it's just like red letter. Oh, shit. Pay this yeah. <laughs> red letter. Oh, crap. Pay this. They say final, but that's not real yeah. final. I spend six hours a day writing checks. <laughs> the door's still open, so we're in. <laughs> but no, I, I just think that I, I don't even know where that stemmed from. This is just. I think it's good conversations because I, I mean, I say that because I, I don't. It started from me talking about loving the old town and all that. Well, basically what I wanted to ask also, like, how can, because one thing I felt was lacking when I, and I am still also very young in this and learning as well, is it's hard to find people like you, you know, the, the other business owners to tell you like, dude, I go through the same things as well. I struggle as well. Just cause I have a business doesn't mean I don't have $17 in the bank, you know, like, yep. um, cause that even me five or six years ago, I assumed anybody with a business had some sort of access to capital yeah. no matter what, because, Oh, you have a business, you yeah. know? Well, Oh man, if I can touch base on that, please, I'd love to. Yeah, go for it. I think that it's, it is scary. You have to let go as far as you have to let go of the concept of, oh, I might go broke if I start a business. You have to understand that you will go broke. You will go broke. When absolutely. you start a business, <laughs> there's no other way around it. And and that's the difference between us being Latin, you know, Mexican. I didn't come from now. I'm not saying that some Mexican generations don't don't come with money, but I, I came, for, you know, I grew up in. The, the east side mm-hmm. i my parents didn't have money my dad worked in the fields my mom you know and he had to support three kids along with with my mom 
we don't come from money. So when I made mistakes and when I fell on my ass after I made those mistakes, I had to start all over again. Yeah. So it's it, we by the time we opened doors of the bearded bean, we didn't have much in the bank. And I'll tell you, it was it was probably under a thousand dollars by the time we opened the doors. And we had because we had spent it all by the time we opened those doors. And we're not afraid to tell that story. That's not the case now. But how did we get there's to this? Two thousand yeah. in there now. Exactly. Exactly. There's that's there's a thousand bucks. Yeah. But but all I'm saying, man, is is yeah, it, it is scary fi- financially. But you you have to make that jump if if you want to see the other side of that. And and that's and that's having a successful business. And and again, to, to get back to that, we don't come from generations of money. You know, I'm not, you know, Donald Trump got a small loan of a million dollars from his dad when, when he, to get, mm. to get a start, you know, yeah. we, we, we didn't, <laughs> we, <laughs> we got 900,000. Yeah. We, yeah. we had a, a couple <laughs> of credit Six cards, figures. A, a couple of credit cards and a few thousand dollars is what we had. We did it a very so, unconventional way. Yeah. A way that would not but, be recommended, but we did it because that's how we, because had to we it. had to do it. We had yeah. to do it that way. So, so I think that, man, that that is, is something that needs to be understood in, in regard to where we come from and, and how we got to where we got. And there was a lot of scary times, a lot of scary times because yeah. we knew if we fell on our ass that we, we weren't going to have someone there to save us. Yeah. We would have to start all over again. Yeah. And, and that's scary, but, but it's, it's part of, of, I guess any, if you're starting from the ground up with nothing, it, it, it's, you're going to have to go through those. Times. I think, I think yeah. even now, even that we're going into our second location, we're, we're going into that again and being uncomfortably comfortable and being okay. And the being okay with being, 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 being okay with being uncomfortable. Absolutely. And you know, or, or what do we call it? Perfect imperfections. You know, uh, it's hard, you know, it, it's yeah. the, by any means it's, it, and I'm, I'm a faithful person. So I put my, you know, my, like I've, and I, I'm going to say this on the podcast. It's no reflection of the beard being in its entirety, but it's a reflection on me myself. And, uh, you know, I've always, I, I have this quote of never let your fear of failure exceed your faith in Christ. And that's something that I do personally believe in. Again, that's not something that the bearded bean pushes out there. It's something that Eric does. It's like, if you look very small, there's John yeah. 316 on every cup. <laughs> very, very tiny. You know, we all have something that drives us, something that we believe in. And that's something that that I I do follow, you know, and it's just the fear's got to be out the door. And mm-hmm. and trust the, me, going through 2020, we've gone through so much fear. There, there's yeah. the element of faith. And yeah. and that 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 could be attributed to anything, any yeah. religion, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, your Christianity, your own personal growth, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. There has to be that element of faith, and I think that the that unseen element is very important because it doesn't. If you don't have that, it, it, there's going to be scary times. There's going to be those crossroads. And how do you get through those crossroads if you try to rationalize everything? Mm-hmm. You can't. I, I you can't. You know, yeah. how can you rationalize? Hey, I'm going to put all my business businesses on on hold. I'm going to move in with my parents. I'm going to make $80 a week and go work with this guy who's selling coffee beans at, at, at the farmer's market. My family thought I was insane. How do you rationalize that? You don't. I had faith and I had an intuition and I followed that, that spark, right? Yeah. So I, without that, we wouldn't be here right now. So, so you can't, Personally, you can't tell me that that those things don't come into place somehow. That there's there's something there that will always guide you through through your crossroads. And without that, we again, the many times that that we wouldn't be here. No, and those are it's interesting thoughts because that's one of the things in running this business. Sure, money is always kind of front and center of everything, but I've never really been concerned 
Cause I always just thought about like, dude, I remember my mom, you know, cause she raised us. That was only me and my sister, but it was mm-hmm. basically her by herself. My dad was very much not around. And so I'm like, I'll never be as broke and as stressed <laughs> out as she was. So when I'm sitting here like, fuck, we're five days away from me having to cut another rent check and that's money in the bank. And I'm like, oh, hell, that's going to be figured out. No problem. Like, yeah. I just think about, again, your roots, where you come from. And I was like, dude, if she was able to figure it out with way less resources. Yeah. And again, not even speaking the language of this country. Yeah. I, I'm that's I'm going to figure that out. No problem. You know, so it becomes way less stressful, actually, when you think yeah. about that. Like, dude, because, again, being able to to use that. I can imagine, you know, again, somebody like Donald Trump wouldn't know that drive. Yeah. Of of his parents never had to make ends meet somehow or whatever. And yeah, there, I so mean, yeah, there, so there's, you know, there's a difference between if I jump off this cliff, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to fall on a trampoline as to if I jump off this cliff, I'm going to die. You know, I'm going to hit the rock so yeah. that there, there's a there's a there's a difference there. You know, if, if I fall on my ass, I can ask my mom for, you know, 100 grand yeah. as opposed to if I fall on my ass, I have to go back to hustling and, and starting from the very ground up. There's a, there's a difference there in mentality. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that there's, it does something to you. And I, and I, I think that, that we can harvest those energies in a very, very positive way, you know, to think, to think like my dad, there was a time when my dad got deported when he was a kid, he was 10 years old alone in the desert. He ran away from home to come here because his mom didn't want him to come. And he stood in the desert for two days in pitch darkness. He was 10 years old. You don't think I think of that moment when I start complaining that it's too cold in here or that I yeah. think of those things or, or, or oh, I'm too tired to do this. I think of my dad standing in that desert for two days as a 10 year old kid. And if it weren't for a family that came in and, and saved him, my dad would probably be dead. Our parents were right different now. breeds, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's just like, dude, you, you have to tap into, again, it's going back to your roots and understanding that your parents did a lot for us to, to get here. And although our situation may be rough. There's always light at the end of the tunnel, always yeah. light, you know, and that goes with both of even our health scares, you know, his cancer, my, my heart scare. It's when you're on that. Michael sneeze. Yeah. Michael yeah. sneeze. When you're yeah. when you're in, in, in the hospital, you know, fighting for your life, yeah. you don't think of, you, you, you know, you have to have strength. You have to have faith. And I think um, on the business aspect of it, to, to, to get a little bit back into that, understand what your parents went through or their parents and, and try to. To harness that energy yeah. for, for good, you know? Yeah, I'm wondering once everything starts opening up, maybe we could do like a monthly meeting there at the coffee shop and be like, yo, if you have questions of business, not like, not like this is how you fill out grant forms or like, mm-hmm. no, if you wonder like, you know, again, these things, because to me, that was way eye opening, you know, when, like I said, when I entered that business competition and I went to meetings with other like minded people, you realize, like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. and it's actually motivating. It is to, to hear, man, as strange as, as it sounds and, and like to hear the failures as well, because yeah. it really does. You think, fuck, you know, like you hear the success stories and you think somebody woke up with a million dollar idea and that was it. You yep. never hear the <laughs> failure stories because that's not cool. Or And yeah. the leaps of faith. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you go and you talk to other people that have taken those leaps of faith, you realize, holy crap, it is pretty common. And I'm eventually going to have to do it, too. Maybe some people will be like, that's little too much for me. Let me go back to the yeah. corporate world. And, and that's and, OK. And, yeah. and that's OK. If that's the long the lines of what, what you if yeah. you're in that. If that brings you comfort, if that fulfills you, that's fine. Absolutely. Now, it, business cool. is not for everyone. And no, I think yeah. that that it's there's a common misconception of what business is, especially with what you see online. 
you know, with people taking pictures in front of their cars and showing you tra- and traveling. And it's like we need to cut the bullshit and get to the reality of it. The reality of it is business is tough. Business mm-hmm. will test your faith. It will test your patience. And it your will wallet. it will test your wallet. It will test you in every way possible. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. And I think that that it, there's a beauty in that because there's a challenge. And some people, both Eric, myself and Michael, we love a challenge. And that's why business fulfills us, not just because it's a financial endeavor or because, you know, whatever. We just had this conversation yesterday. Like, we actually enjoy that chase, you know, like that's that growth, that challenge, the friction. And I feel Mm -hmm. that, again, that goes back to where our background stems from. Mm -hmm. We've had a cross. We've had a constantly because of some some personal mistakes that that we've made in the past or some of the things that have been thrown in, in our path that are out of our, our control we've had across those times that have been a challenge and i think that that's why we all like taking on challenges but i'll, I'll let, let you talk yeah no it's just pretty much that though it's just you know that we were talking about that for for us businesses it, it is a passion business in its in its entirety you know, those challenges uh they are a passion and uh it's our let out you know, and, and it just happens to be work. So yeah, we, we, we love work. It's, you know, yeah. what we just are attracted to, but we have had a, we did like a little open, like, I guess like, not a, I'm not going to call it a seminar, man, but we, we opened up the microphone to both of us on, on stage at the shop one time, pre pandemic. And we had people that wanted, that had any questions or that were trying to wanting to start doing things on their own, ask questions and talk about it. And we ended up having like 10 people that showed up to that. Yeah. Remember when we were? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and that was that was pretty that was pretty fulfilling. The Comadres showed up. Yeah, they did. I know, I know they did. Yeah. Right? Tommy yep. was there. Tommy was there. Yeah, yeah. Eno was there. Eno. Yeah, it was it was neat. Uh, you know, we had like I said, we had about ten people there, and it was just really cool. But being able to provide that support system, yeah, would be a, a great idea to to talk about in the a, future. A lot yeah. of time, I've, I'm neat. in the process of helping a couple of people with their business licensing here in Salinas, as far as how to fill out the forms, what you need. A lot, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't know how to do it, you end up paying hundreds. Actually, close to over a thousand dollars in fees when you can do this stuff yourself. So I think, yeah, opening up those doors. I'm always open if someone wants to start a business and they have a question. You know, I'll. I'll it's hard for me to find the time, but I will usually make the time to help that individual get from point A to point B. Not to run your business, but at least to yeah. get you help get you that licensing and and the stuff that's required. You know, and I think helping each other out in that way. And, and we're also and, able to bring out some realistic opportunity. Realist. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Bring some reality to them because we've have talked to a lot of people where they come in with whether it's an expectation of a dollar amount that they think it's going to need to open up. And we're like, yeah, you're off a couple hundred thousand dollars, yeah. you know, and to help bring that to reality. It's not to to downplay it. It's to let them know you, you have a little more work. You have a couple farmers markets of what the reality you know, is, what the you know? reality is. Yeah. I think I think that that you, know, you can have the greatest ideas and you can be the most enthusiastic person in the world. Yeah. And you, but it, you've got to have grit and might because absolutely. without those two things, it, the business world will, will eat you up. I drove Uber and Lyft uh, outside of my full time job to afford to buy the generator, the tent, the um, the gr- a used grinder, a used coffee machine. A, a cooler from Costco that was Uber and Lyft money, you know? So like it didn't come from parents to say, Hey, Eric, here, I believe in your dream. Here you go. They would have loved to do that. Absolutely. They would have loved yeah. to do that, but it just, it, it didn't come from that. So, you know, you got to figure out a way to, to, to hustle and, and sometimes do things that you don't really want to do, but to get to where you want to go, you have, you have to do it. As long as you it's know? illegal. <laughs> I tried selling my body on the corner one time. <laughs> I went dollar per pound. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that successful. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, again, it's (laughs) been. Yeah. And I think that sometimes there's been that assumption, 
you know, there's been the assumption, oh, they just m m must have money. They must have money yeah, or whatever, you yeah. know, and it's, and no, it's the, the opposite of that. No I money, think. no hair. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think that, that that's it. I think that it, that's why it's important for us to tell the story. Hopefully it can inspire others to be like, oh, well, I don't have money either, but I have the grit and the might and a great idea yeah. to pursue this. So do it and, and you'll, you'll get to your destination eventually. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, I, I think that's a great way, great way to end it there. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about that we haven't covered? We've honestly opened up more, more with you unexpectedly than what we've opened up. Yeah. With, yeah. With yeah. even like news outlets and stuff. So yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> that's a cool thing yeah. about the long yeah. form interview. It allows, again, at some point you get comfortable in it and be like, oh, this is cool. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. friend, that's what I'm going to do. I'm the city manager. I'm going to get yeah. him friendly. And snap. Yeah. <laughs> Tough question, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but anyway, so thank, thank you for coming on. This has been a long time coming. We've oh, been trying you. to schedule it all together and it took the pandemic ending to finally <laughs> Well, yeah. It's not ending. It's the beginning of the end. Everybody still be, be, careful, safe. be safe. Yeah, be, follow the rules. Yeah, stay in red so we can get to orange. Stay in orange so you can go to. I don't yeah. know, it's after orange. Yellow. Yellow. Perfect. Santa Clara County. It's after yellow. Santa Clara's already in yellow. They're yeah. They're next week. They're predicting that's that going to be in yellow. So that's that, great. Festivals. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said April first because obviously I'm a Quakes fan and I'm a season oh, nice. ticket holder as well. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, starting April first, where uh, Santa Clara County is allowing people. Actually, the Quakes. Home opener on April 24th is going to be the first event in Santa Clara County since wow. the shutdown. Wow. wow, that's huge. Yeah, it was interesting. They just sent an email out and there's going to be 3,600 people. So they're like, we're going to keep it at that whatever 33% capacity. Yeah. And they, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do the groups. But they're like, you're still going to be able to sit with your friends and family, but you're going to be socially distanced from other groups. So you're going to be able to hang out and cheer. And I don't know. Hmm. I still, especially without a vaccine myself, I don't know if I'm still questioning it. Yeah. yeah. Still a lot of people drunk and yelling. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, when you're drunk, the first thing, or anytime you drink, the first thing that goes is judgment. So thinking like, oh, mask off <laughs> yeah. and it spreads. Yeah, just. Yeah, that's why I'm like. Still uh, got to be careful. Yeah, that's how I'm, I'm iffy. So no one wants to move backwards. Hell no. Oh, man, yeah. I'm seeing Germany might get locked down again. I'm like, oh, uh, fuck, no, fuck. <laughs> no, everybody follow the rules. Get your vaccines, social distance, wear your masks. Yeah. Wash your hands. And Bearded Bean, you guys are open seven days a week? Yeah, seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then Sundays from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Hell yeah. Follow our feed and you can see I vouch for them. I'm yeah. there all the time. Every couple of weeks I get my eight ounces. Like I said, I'm going through the list. Yeah, I know. Thank you. And I'll have a full spreadsheet at one point to share. Yeah. And then we'll, this bring, one, on, good then we'll bring on some more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks for being on. Thank you for having us. Thank and, you. Uh, well, yeah, we'll catch you all next week. All right. Thank you.